Welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. My name is David, and I will be your host for this evening. I do have a co-host this evening, um, Damon. Um, he's going to be uh, trying out uh, this uh, spot this evening. We'll see how they do. So, hope all the listeners out there will go ahead and uh, um, let me know. Give me some feedback after we're done this show. Um, it is a nice and balmy 80-something degrees outside and uh, sticky, humid, hot. Again, welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. All right, so let's bring on Damon here. So how are you doing this evening, Damon? No, I'm doing great. How are you doing? All right, welcome to the show. So um, tell us a little bit why about why you feel that you'd be a good co-host for Cannabis Network Radio. Well, basically, I spend the majority of my day researching on cannabis and trying to educate my friends and people that are opposing cannabis. It's just part of my daily routine to just get on the computer and look up facts and statistics, watch documentaries. Just over the past few years, I've basically been obsessing over it. And the more I look into it, the more questions I try to find answers to, the more questions that I have. And the more you look into it, you realize that the whole entire situation is just hypocritical and contradictory to common sense. And that's what really fascinates me about it. And a job talking about cannabis all day just sounds great to me. It's like my dream job to just sit there and talk about it all day and be on the forefront of advocacy for my cause. It's not as dreamy as you might think it is, but nonetheless, it is definitely a struggle. And I understand what understand what you're saying for sure, because that's what I do all day. Um, but uh, whatever. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, you um, outside of you know a little bit of your history. Um, I know that you told me when we spoke in your email that you know you say cannabis has improved your life some. Um, if you care to share about you know, tell us a story or something about that and uh, whatever. Okay, well, when I was in sixth grade, I started going to the doctor for antidepressants, for depression and anxiety, things like that. And from sixth grade on to, I don't know, halfway through 11th grade, I was taking pill after pill after pill, at least 10 different medications I was on, and none of them helped me with any of my symptoms. They only made it worse. The side effects just, I was always fatigued. I was in, in good moods all the time just laying in bed all day, just even more depressed when I was on the pills. And I got expelled from my high school in Muskegon, Michigan, and I was forced to move in with my father and my grandparents. And uh, at that point, I had to go to a new school, and I decided to stop taking the medications. And that kind of correlated with the same time that I started smoking heavily every single day. I noticed that I didn't need the medications because the cannabis totally relieved me of all of my symptoms. It's improved my quality of life ten, tenfold, and I feel like I'm a better person because of it. Like, it makes it makes me not think about the bad things. It makes me not worry in public. It makes me feel at least 100 times better than just waking up sober a normal day. I missed probably, I would say, 200 days of high school, throughout high school. My first, I don't know, three years before I got expelled, and, uh, once I switched schools and really started smoking daily, it, I passed all my classes. I graduated. I was behind track. I actually caught myself up and graduated. And I was attending school at least four, four out of the five days a week. It, honestly, I think it changed my life in a good way. Well, I, I definitely understand that. I, you know, Similar thing by me is when I started using cannabis, I, I realized that it was helping me, and I never would have made it through uh high school, college, um, graduate school, any of that stuff, if it wasn't for uh, cannabis, believe it or not. Um, if anyone uh, wants to chat with us live, you can go into uh, the chat room at podstreamlive.com, uh, click the chat button, come on in. Um, we have a call-in number as well. Uh, the call-in number is 215-383-3794. And if you want to call and talk with our guest coming up, Henry Hemp, um, again, that number is 215-383-3794. Um, again, also, you can chat live as well, uh, going to podstreamlive.com. 
and uh, clicking the chat link um, as well. Um, yeah, Damon, I, I mean, I, I definitely uh, can relate, you know, in so many ways and how uh, cannabis can improve, you know, every person, every individual's life in so many different ways. Um, you know, people always ask me, um, you know, well, doesn't it get you high? And I always answer the same way. Um, high is feeling better. High is happy. Um, so if being happy and feeling better is a crime, then I'm, or being high, then I'm high all the time. Um, exactly. I mean, the the cannabinoids found inside the plant, our bodies make those same compounds just in smaller quantities. So when you're smoking it or ingesting it, whatever, you're getting the same compounds that your body makes yep. to make you feel happy and euphoric. Yep. And uh, it's definitely true. That is definitely true. Um, we're going to go and take a short break here in a minute, uh, listen to a little bit of tunes. I'm going to go get myself some water and... Uh, Yes, partake a little bit, relax, and then we'll be back uh, with Henry Hemp and uh, Damon as our co-host here um, in about five, Cannabis Network Radio. All right, and you're back with Cannabis Network Radio, and we have uh, Damon, our uh, trial, or what do, what do you want to call him, uh, intern, or I don't know, what what's a good Apprentice label for him? or something. <laughs> I like intern. Intern. Okay, he'll be the intern for the co-host intern for the evening. Uh, we also have Henry Hemp on the line with us. Henry, say hello. Hello, Henry. <laughs> Some of you older folks would get that, I think. <laughs> and we got our uh, show producer, Ed Bone, and our audio manager, Justin, here. What's up? So, What's up? On with us, too. Big shout-out to you guys. Thanks so much for making this possible. So... Henry. Thanks, Boom Boom, Ed, and Justin. <laughs> so, I, you know, we have met each other, I guess, over the years a handful of times. We never really got a chance to, uh, you know, I guess, sit down and, and, and really talk. Um, you know, I think on Facebook, back and forth, we talked a few times. But I think I have watched the somewhat evolution uh, of Henry Hemp. Um, why don't you go ahead and like just start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to put the hat on? Um, well, I'm just a kid from a farm. I'm not a kid anymore. I just turned 40. Oh, I you're a kid. I feel like I'm a kid you're, you're inside, a kid. yeah. Uh, so I'm from a small farm in Washington State, uh, Vancouver, and I moved out to L.A., Hollywood, moved out here living in my car because I wanted to be a working actor. Not a famous actor. I just wanted to be one of those people that was always kind of working, and you might see him in the background on TV and stuff. That was about nine years ago. And then five years ago, working through some things, I uh, met Jeffrey Peterson and Terry Joyce. Uh, they're people that are in the hemp cannabis community here on the West Coast and do some other things, comedians. And I worked on a movie with them, and one day Terry Joyce gave me a call uh, for a parade. Um, it was, uh, and uh, they had a float called uh, Cannabis Saves Lives, and there's a website with that. And they, the construction guy they had that <clears throat> was installing and building the float, he wasn't in town, and she saw that I worked on a movie set, and because I'm from a farm, and uh, I guess I'm supposed to be an entertainer of some sort uh that all kind of combined i'm known as a renaissance man so basically whatever obstacles put before me i'll overcome and they wanted to do this really neat colorful float it had a bunch of people like uh uh blue iris who was on the howard stern show and uh some other things and um anyway the float won the most colorful float out of like 200 floats and they won like a hundred dollars and <clears throat> or not $100, $1,000 for their organization and stuff. And uh, after I got done building the float, I had overheard somebody talking about that somebody backed out and wouldn't wear the hat. And they had an idea that they wanted two people to dress up as potheads and carry the sign in front of the cannabis float. So it was people dressed as a butterfly in the sun, and we had mounted two Christmas trees that we turned into a L.A. Confidential and a Purple Kush and uh, we're going down the street, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people were on the news and everything. So it was kind of a breaking point. And, this, you know, it was about five years ago. I think June 8th will be five years ago that it happened. <laughs> and, uh, I offered to wear this hat 
And uh, so I showed up and wore the hat in the parade, and it was an awesome, amazing time. And it was the gay pride parade, the huge gay pride parade in West Hollywood. And when they first asked, they go, you'll do it? And I go, sure. And they go, well, it's the uh, gay pride parade. And I go, well, what does that have to do with anything? Do you, my friends, do you need help? And uh, so through the whole thing, because I'm a heterosexual man, I've never had a gay experience in my life. And uh, so for me to be walking with my shirt off in the middle of the gay pride parade, just having fun and enjoying the energy of everything, I realized that for whatever reason, I have this ability to be comfortable with who I am and where I'm at and this hat and stuff like that. So after the event, they dropped me off and I lived off Hollywood and Kyland where like um, the um, uh, American Idol and all that stuff. So the famous where all the stars are in the sidewalks and in front of the Chinese Grauman Theater. And well, I left the hat on and I was walking by the Chinese Grauman Theater and in front of the Chinese Grauman Theater, uh, there's a movie called Confessions of a Superhero, and it follows a bunch of the superheroes out on the boulevard. People dress up as the Hulk and Spider-Man and Freddy Krueger and Jason and Chucky and just all kinds of different things. Michael Jackson, anybody and anybody. There's somebody trying to be some character out there. As I'm walking through the crowd, people started, and I have this pot leaf on my head, and uh, I uh, am walking through the crowd. Somebody stopped and said, can I take your picture? Sure took the picture and they handed me two dollars i looked at the two dollars and i'm like that's interesting i took not but two more steps somebody said can i take a picture of you uh yeah and he took a picture and they handed me two dollars and i'm like wow and i'm looking at the two dollars and i put it in my pocket now at this point i get surrounded by freddy krueger freddy krueger is the one that walks up to me face to face SpongeBob, Jason, Jack Sparrow, they all kind of surround me in a crowd. And it just seemed really surreal, weird. I thought I was going to get beat up by a bunch of uh, cartoon characters. And they asked if I was paid to be out there if I, or if I was one of them. I'm like, I'm one of you guys. I'm not paid to be out here. I'm just walking home. <laughs> and they go, well, that's a cool message. And they all gave me like the fist dabs and they all disappeared back into the crowds. And I only lived like a block and a half off there. And I went home and took off the hat and inspiration started to come. You know, I'm medicated and uh, I come from a, a mom that's never smoked pot. Dad smoked at one time. So it definitely is not in my family at all. I, I don't come from the hippie style of family. I come from a work hard, get your job, get your family, do everything before you go pursue your dreams. It's kind of how I was raised. So I guess everything kind of fought against that. And in the inspiration of this, the name Henry Hemp came up, so I bought the domain name. And I guess I thought, because Peter the Pothead, I thought could only reach so many people. True that. And I don't True even that. know if I knew what hemp was, but I knew Henry was hemp, and hemp was must have been like the male side of the plant, right? And right. there was Mary Jane and somehow, right? So I bought the domain name, and now uh, some time goes by. Three weeks go by, I'm really sad, and a voice says, put on the hat because I hung the hat up on the wall. It was just kind of an epic uh, adventure. And uh, I said, I want to put on the hat. And I was sad, and I was depressed. And Anyway, I listened to the voice. I put on the hat. I went for a walk out on Hollywood Boulevard. I came home with $22. I, I, I have to, inter I have to interrupt cars. for People one second. I have to interrupt for one second. So I need to know what strain it was that inspired you to put on the hat. Oh, at the time uh, it was Blue Dream is what I was smoking. Blue Dream. Well, there you go. I think that was. I think that's Blue a kind Dream. of a significant strain for the moment, don't you? Yeah, Super Silver Haze and some blueberry mix. I think is the genealogy of that. But it's a sativa, very creative, wakey. Yeah. Uh, now it's my favorite of the smells and tastes too. Sure. Uh, uh, now I'm an OG guy. Now I'm an OG. <laughs> I realize I have so much energy and I deal with a little anxiety and stuff. And the right. sativas for me just kind of uh, intensify that now that I've realized that weed isn't just weed and that there's hundreds of different strains. There's ones with CBDs and the THC and different things, do different things, pain relieving, creativity, just all kinds of different stuff. Now that we know the different strains, we're able to harness for each person. Uh, you know what works for them. Now, now I'm really into like a Master Yoda. is probably my favorite of my favorites of the OGs. It's the one that puts my head right, my body right. I think that's I an appropriate name. That's, a, that's an appropriate name. What's I think. That? 
I think that's an appropriate yeah, it's name. One of, it's one of few cups, one of few of the high times cups. I'm just fortunate. I live in L.A. He lives in L.A. I got to work at their collective. Uh, Push Connects, they had me in as a celebrity uh, or a weed celebrity or just a cool person helping behind the counter a few times and stuff. And uh, so they're friends of mine. And um, he uh, 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 just has this amazing experience. I just feel very blessed that uh, I to hang out with him. and and the gentleman that created master yoda also if you guys back remember in the 90s i think it was there was a strain called orange crush and the guy created orange crush too yeah that's cool all right so back to the story because you left everyone hanging in in suspension here you're depressed and you look over leave them hanging. it's cool they're staying tuned in leaving and hanging i was just thinking about the i <laughs> uh, got the website name and all that i go outside make the 22 dollars I'm ecstatic. I go back. I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling really inspired. People were driving by. I didn't even meet the people, and they're waiting out. And, of course, Hollywood is a great place. You know, people uh, kind of – exciting people seem to go to Hollywood. Even the people that just are tourism there, they seem to be – you know, and, and daytime crowd is definitely different than the nighttime crowd. So oh, yeah. it seemed to be very inspiring and everything. And then I was hanging out with my friend Jeffrey Peterson, who's the 420 comic. He's known in the cannabis world. He's performed at like HempCon and stuff like that. He's the host of the most. He does the dope show on Earth. And um, he and his brother said, dude, you Jack Harris? I said, Jack who? Go Jack Harris, man. You don't know who Jack Harris is. You're wearing a hempy hat. You're hempy hemp and you don't know who Jack Harris is? I'm like, uh, no. Well, who's that? And so they gave me his book. And so I went home. I started reading Jack Harris' book. I know so many activists that had the same story. Jack Harris' book got in their hand. And um, for whatever reason, it wasn't but, uh, I don't know, a week later, through Jeffrey and the production company that I was working for at the time, I got a call, and they said, hey, you want to do a camera gig for us tomorrow? I said, uh, Okay. They said, you got to come down tonight. It's a new camera. We've got to go rent it. It's an older camera. You're going to have to learn tonight. You've never shot with this big camera. you got to come learn tonight. We're going to do the shoot tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. So I show up, teach myself how to – it took me 15 minutes to open the gates. It was hilarious. I hilarious. And I'm on it. I'm a guy that I'm really pretty – I like challenges being put in my way. I, I love people to prove me wrong because uh, – I try to only talk and be on it. I like to be on point. I was a magician for 14 years, so that's part of just why I'll end. Anyway, I show up at the gig, and I'm the main camera operator for Cheech and Chong at the wow. Troubadour. Wow, that's they awesome. They haven't been together the... in 25 years. Oh, that was, that so was, was their first their That was their America first tour? 2008. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I went to that show and in I'm Tampa. I'm the main camera operator. I get a picture with him. I'm trying to tell Tommy Chong about, oh, my God, a month ago, and I put it in Henry Hemp, and I'm the Henry Hemp guy, and it's Hemp. And he goes, hey, kid, kid, nobody cares what you have to say unless you're somebody. And then they took the picture, and he was looking away at the plant that's behind us. So it's cool because it looks like he's looking at the plant, but he's looking away out of the picture. I get fired for the picture. I'm not allowed to work with Clear Channel, anything, anything like that or anymore. Hey, Henry. I got, I got... A couple of years later, in 2010, I run into Tommy Chong again. I get to present the 420 football bond to him, and I tell him the little story. I'm like, man, I was your camera operator at the thing, blah, blah, blah. And I got fired. He goes, you got hired or fired? I go, I got fired. Now I do this <laughs> at the High Times Cup. Hey, honey, what High Times Cup? Where's, where were we at? Where's our High Times Cup for this happen? San Bernardino. San Bernardino. So San Bernardino, the high time stuff was supposed to be here San in L.A. They got moved out to San Bernardino. Yeah. There we are. I'm walking around. And who comes up to me? And Tommy Chong just give me a big hug. That's awesome. A big smile. That's and awesome. Big man. respect. And so, it was uh, neat that, and because I let him know that he really inspired me. So that back in 2010 when I got to see him and be like, man, you don't understand. I'm part of Henry Hemp because once I learned the truth about Jack Harris' book, and I believe. I'm an entertainer. I meant to go do that. So why not harness it? I'm going to do it anyway. Why not help people along the way? And then through all this, the the, the boat is a uh, – sorry, I just heard my wife walk through the house and yell my daughter's name. 
give me a second. So, so Henry, um, we're gonna we're we're gonna take a break here for like just a couple minutes, and in like I think about three minutes, we're gonna go to a break. But we oh, have someone we have right someone there. in the uh, chat room that has a couple questions for you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Her name's Erica, and uh, she wants to know what your favorite way to take hash is. I'm, assu oh, I'm assuming I, she's referring to like hash uh, oil or BHR. Well, the, what kind of hash? Do you mean water-based hash? Do you mean like hash oil? Do you mean we'll save you know, we'll save that we'll save that for a different we'll save that for a different show. But let's let's start with oil because I think that's what the question the hash is. Hash where I run through a big field of weed and then I take the hash and the resin off me and then I smoke it in a bowl. I don't know what kind. The hash do you mean? Yeah, we're going to stick – I'm going to assume oil at the moment because that seems to be the popular thing here because it's starting to flood into, I guess, the East Coast as people are starting to realize. You know, a few months ago – a few months ago, people had absolutely no idea what, what oil was or, or BHO or dabs or anything uh, here on this side of the world. Um, but I think that's what she's referring to. Yes, she says she's referring to, like, dabs. Like dabs. Wow. Um Wow. Uh, it dep depends where I'm at. And, and, and because I'm because I get to wear the hat and I'm blessed. So, so many people that create the different waxes, so many people that have all the different devices. I think I've smoked out of almost things. So I really enjoy the domeless domes, the domeless dome. I would use uh, the titanium domeless dome on a Henry hemp love bomb. That's what I do. I put some inside the Henry Hemp <laughs> La Fumo boat pipe. <laughs> it's a good opportunity. Want. It's a good opportunity to plug the Henry Hemp line of smoking products <laughs> available I mean, available at uh, HenryHemp.com. Handmade, handmade right here in California, uh, just north of Burbank. Um, uh, but uh, the the domeless domes, I really enjoy taking, and I'm 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 a bong man. I'm really into bongs. I like my new FOMO, FUMO pipe. Obviously, I concur with that assessment. everywhere. It's not appropriate. But as far as the traveling and all those people out there, you're not, you're not want to do the whole contraption and everything. There's a bunch of those vape pens out there. The one that has most recently been given to me and me and Miss Hemp were at the High Times Cup. I was just getting out of the car. It was the same one that Tommy Chunk. I'm not giving you the hug. I'm getting out of the car, and the dude from Trippy Sticks comes. Trippy Stick comes up. He's like, "Man, man, man! I'm trying to link up with you, Henry. I got this for you, man. Here." Yeah. And it is awesome. It doesn't have a cartridge or anything. You just drop your oil right in there. You got the stone on the bottom, and you're good to go. That sounds and awesome. And it's the, the it's the easiest one that I have found to use. So if I'm gonna right now, and I got some friends. I I, I like hydro. I got a hydro vape. Uh, I use the hydro vape, but the newest one that works for me the best, the travel to go, I like it. I, I'm gonna have to say trippy sticks is the one that uh, right. they're trippy sticks. Free is, it's it's cool. Um, all right, so we're gonna take a few minute break, listen to some tunes here real quick. I'm gonna go uh, 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 medicate, take this opportunity to medicate myself, um, and we'll be back with Henry Hemp and Damon. I'm sorry we haven't talked to you much, but we got some questions for you too when we come back. Uh, Henry, we got uh, some more questions for you here. Um, if you want to learn more about uh, Henry Hemp, if you want to go to uh, henryhemp.com, um, and we'll be back in a few minutes with Cannabis Network Radio. Oh. And we're back with Cannabis Network Radio. Um, we've got um, Damon. We're going to turn over the floor to him for a little bit here. Uh, what's up, Damon? Welcome. Now it's time for you to come on in as your co-host, and you can go ahead and uh, interrogate. I mean, ask the questions to uh, Henry. Um, take it away, Damon. All right. So, Henry, I want to talk about both of positive energy. Can you tell me what that is and what you do? Yeah, yeah. It's the boat. It's a B-O-T-E. It's a bolt of positive energy. And my theory behind the boat is it was actually a friend gave me the word boat. He's like, hey, man, Henry Hemp needs a superpower, and you're always doing positive energy and stuff. Why don't you call it a boat? And I kind of, like, fought him in the beginning, but then it kind of made sense. And he said it's a B-O-P-E, both positive energy. So I started sharing it, and, well, the theory and everything after 
like, how do I articulate this to people? And that's kind of what it's about. We all make noises and sounds and have opinions in the world. That's true. We'll be sharing love and light with people, and they will leave angry and mad. So it's somehow we are misharnessing the energy or not wording correctly what we're trying to articulate with the people we're trying to reach to just let them know that we love them. So we've got the boat. <sighs> feeling sad, feeling down, leave them a boat. Need to turn that frown upside down, give them a boat. See somebody walking down the street and they just look sad, send them a boat. Some people will laugh. That's when you get the opportunity to say, well, it's a bolt of positive energy. You have those people that complain. Man, I don't know why I was getting up today. I got a flat tire and I had to do this. And, and it just gets to the point where you're kind of done listening and you're like, you know, now you're just kind of, now it's a complaining. They're not just venting. They're complaining. When your friends start to complain, they need a boat. And until it catches on and people don't know what the boat is, it gives you an opportunity to enter. It's a bolt of positive energy. Now then, at your this is your opportunity to stay and interact and be there if you want. You feel that it's good and energy, and you like going back and forth, and you calm down, or even if they're not, or you can leave it with, and it's a bolt of positive energy, and then you turn around and you walk away. So every time you're leaving somebody, the last thing that you actually said to them is bolt of positive energy. So that's what's resonating on their mind, not necessarily all the things. Some people are going to stay in the dark place they are. They don't. They don't want to come to the light. Some darkness goes further into the darkness when the flicker of light comes on. You know, a lot of people go to the light. So that's kind of what the boat is. It's a new, hip way to share positivity with people when people are, are, are down and out and just need a new thing. It's, some people don't like the hug. Some people don't like the high five. But they'll take a boat. Here's a boat. My daughter now, she, she'll be two next month. She walks up to me and her mom, and she'll just walk up. Sends us little boats. It's awesome. So tell me how boat relates to cannabis. Uh, because I believe that hemp uh, is the superhero of plants. I believe cannabis is this healing herb that is put here for humanity and the planet to help us all. Uh, everything, food, clothes, fabric, fuel. Everything. You can feed a child, clove a child, put a roof over your child's head. It's all positive energy. No matter what you believe in, if it's God, the Big Bang, Krishna, whatever, in the beginning of time, whatever the beginning, beginning is, it's that, and it all spanned out of this energy. We're all a part of that. And positive energy seems to be the more powerful force, not that negative energy doesn't have its happen, but most of the time when negative energy and something bad happens, there's still life that comes from the negative that happens. So... Energy is just a part of the universe, yin, yang. I just choose to try to now in my life focus on uh, the um, the positive side because uh, I was a meth addict for, oh, I don't know, 15 years. I was at a point where I was a 30-30 rifle in the trees yelling at the shadow people. <laughs> so uh, I've lived in the darkness. I've been in there. I've, I've done that, and I've come out of the light, and it's because of this amazing bolt of positive energy plant. Well, I'm going to I'm going to interject here for a second. There seems to be a little bit of confusion um, about this about this uh, B.O.P.E. at the moment. So I'm going to go ahead and, and reiterate for those that are listening. A bolt of positive energy. Now, Henry, please correct me if you think I'm off here. A bolt of positive energy. B.O.P.E. Um, basically, the what Damon asked you earlier is how does it relate to cannabis? It's it's very simple. Um Everything positive comes from the cannabis plant. Um, there, There is no negative uh, associated with it. It improves the quality of people's lives on a regular basis. So it, just because of the way society is, you can't walk around and every time somebody you know, is feeling down, you can't hand them a joint as much as I would love to. Um, you know, We can go ahead and throw them a bolt of positive energy because you know, from people who consume – uh, you know, cannabis, whether it be recreationally, medicinally, I personally don't think there's a difference. If you're feeling better, you're feeling better across the board. Um, but that's that bolt of positive energy that you get from the cannabis that you can just give over to the person sitting next to you that might be in a funk or whatnot. So that is what uh, BOP is. And Miss um, Erica, to answer your question, is um, you got to kind of follow Henry. He he is he is. I understand everything he's saying. 
Um, maybe maybe you need to be medicated to understand everything he's saying, but I'm I'm definitely following everything he's saying. Um, uh, I think one thing which I can say in my terms about Henry is he is somebody that's very connected with his inner self, and he gives off a certain energy. At least I feel it when I'm around Henry. Um, he gives off this just energy of 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 positive you know positive energy that, that's really what it is um people um definitely um gravitate towards towards you henry i mean that's kind of what as you say you, you show up places and you know you feel welcome so on and so forth because but, of the it, but it hasn't it hasn't i mean i guess there's been a little essence of things but i mean i really went through some dark times where i used to in my thought because i used to go here i'll give you the negative and until i focused on the hemp and cannabis plan and this positive side, right? So we'll give you the quick crash course. Uh, when I was 17 years old, I joined the military between my junior and senior year of high school. I got kicked out of the military, and then I came out like really buff and stuff and kind of mean and came out and was in high school, and then I was a second-year senior, and then I got uh, arrested two months before graduation my second senior year and got sentenced to nine months in jail. So I got my GED while I was in there. So, and then I, before I ever came out here and did any acting or anything, I had 78 jobs. Most I quit or got fired from. Those are real jobs, filling out the taxes and doing everything, real jobs, like working at, okay, I worked at Freightliner, I've worked at Taco Bell, I've worked at, again, that might be where the Renaissance man came. So, not completing any job, I didn't graduate high school, I'm a three time felon. Uh, I'm out of jail for what six months, and then I go to jail for six months again. Um, it's just kind of just uh, this and that, and then after all that, then after all that, then after I do all that jail time, who become my friends? Well, the people in jail. Well, who are the people in jail? Most people in jail are not on the most positive, light-thinking side. Some people are, but there is a portion of people that are just negative, and that's how they get in those situations on that, that way. And this isn't even just the side of the plant, and nobody should be in jail for a plant. I'm talking about everybody else that's in jail that has nothing to do with the plant. Here, here. I second, I second that notion. I second that notion. So, yeah. What's that? No one should be in jail for a plant. I second that notion. So. Yeah, no one should be in jail for a I'm going to interrupt for one plant. second. I'm going to go ahead and give, and... In, give out the uh, call-in number. Um, which I need to get because I forgot it. Um, it is uh, two, 215-383-3794. Again, if anyone wants to call in with questions for Henry, uh, number is 215-383-3794. Sorry to interrupt you, Henry. Go ahead. No, not at all. I've, I've, I've lived my life. It's None of it's made up, so it's all easy to pick up right where I left off. You know. Uh, so after spending all that I'm in jail, those became my friends, and then what did I do? And I got into drugs and all this stuff. Now, my dad, my whole family, they worked at Freightliner building semi-trucks. Uh, my whole family worked there. After I got out of jail, my dad gave me that opportunity. He went to the big bosses, the big bosses, and he, like, got it because my dad was a top dog there. And they gave me an opportunity, and I worked there a little while. That's so not what I wanted to do. And through all these things, all the terrible things that – I put my parents through, that I put everybody through, that I put myself through, and then going through the, the drug addiction and all of that stuff. And do you know when it all changed? When I started thinking positively. I started reading those weird self-help books. I watched the movie The Secret. And I started applying the things that made sense to it. Things don't make sense, don't. But just changing the way that you think think will change your reality and again remember guys i just mentioned all the terrible things jail and three-time felon now i've been charged with 20 i've been arrested i don't know i got pulled over a month and a half ago with miss hemp and the cop walks up and he goes uh so have you ever been arrested and i'm like i don't know like 28 times and he goes because of the felon thing anytime a flight was over they always pulled their guns out and pulled and that could be why i can wear the hat I've had the cop guns pulled on me so many times just because I didn't pay some stupid fine from the thing, but it, because it was a felony fine thing, and it was all just ridiculous. But it all the train needed to be Henry Hemp, and maybe that's part of it, how come I can wear the hat and walk the 
little powder or whatever that most people are like, how do you wear that hat? That's weird. It could be all that. I don't have the fear anymore. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to take time away from me? I've done nine months. I've done six months in jail. I mean, I, I'm not doing anything that I, I would ever do any large nothing to this plant would make me do a large amount of time. And I'll do all that for humanity, myself, my family. So it's like they, they don't fear me with with uh, taking away my other people who have never been to jail. You don't want to go to jail. You don't want to go to jail. But if you do go to jail, you got it's all in your mind. They can't take your mind away from you. So it's all those things that they have everybody else programmed, like we'll just take all this away from you. Well, I'm not afraid to lose those things anymore. I, I've lost them, and I know I still survive. So as long as you can stand you wherever you are, whatever's going on, I don't know. I look at the news. I look at the children that don't have shoes and don't have food and are drinking out of the muddy water, and people over here won't share a bottle of water. We people just really think weirdly, I think, and people need to put things into perspective. But it takes programming. It's taken a long time, and it's taken me finding Miss Hemp, which now we just hit three years. So if it wasn't for Miss Hemp, uh, I don't know if I would have quit the meth. So for me, her coming into my life was a big part because it was kind of an ultimatum thing, you know. D- well, yeah, I, I definitely uh, understand. Passed away from drug overdose, so it was a part, you know, something that. Close to home. Do you feel that and, that cannabis saved your life, Henry? Me not to be a judgmental person to others. So now, because I've been in all those dark places, and maybe that's why it's because I radiate love to everybody. I don't care who you are, what you look like, where you where you've been. Uh, I'll probably find some way that I'll be able to relate to you. Yeah, that's a good and thing. So I and know. So we. I don't know. Do you I mean? Do you feel? Um, do you feel that cannabis attributed to, to saving your life? I haven't told this story in a while, so it just kind of caught me off guard. I just like, oh man, I just shared all that shit. Oh, that's cool. It's all good. It's <laughs> good. It's good to get story. it out. I mean, I'm not. I'm it's not afraid of it at all. It's all right, dude. No when one thinks badly of you. Comes out, you all know. So, do you think cannabis saved your life, Henry? Yeah, and especially because like of the meth, and it was the oil, and I was given what was called an essential vape, which kind of looked like a high class meth crack pipe and that I could put cannabis oil inside it and I could heat it up and watch it melt down and bubble like now just give you that fix back and crack and crystallize like meth does but there was something about the whole process that seemed to help me get through the barrier because I believe most things take around a 20 20 day period if you can do it every day for 20 days there's a psychological thing in there if you can get past that 20 days Right. Uh, it, it's much easier, but that essential vape and the concentrated cannabis oil got me off. Uh, really helped get me off meth with the love of you know Mrs. Hemp. And actually, I kind of forgot all that because I haven't even talked about the meth in a while. You know, I've got a few years clean now, so it's like I uh, uh, Mrs. Hemp right before the radio show. She's like, you really need to tell the story about how meth, how the essential vape that you got from White Deer. And the oil uh, that well, you I, used helped. What's that? Well, I can say very, very, uh, very uh, simply that I'm glad that you shared, and you know, hopefully, it can be an inspiration to everyone. And listen, you know, our past. Yeah, if it can be an inspiration our, to one person, the story yeah. was worth being told. Yeah, our past, so our past is our past, but it helps us develop a better future. You know, that that's for sure. Um, you know, so uh, let's move on well, to. Uh, to happier and brighter tell us a little bit about the uh the comics that you got going on right now um an artist by the name of mike tucker i've never met him he's been my artist for five years he lives out in tennessee he was my artist for a couple years before one day i got a little video and i said hi i'm mr Cottonball, and i live on mr mike tucker's cotton farm so here I was talking about hemp and how I need to not use cotton because it requires all these pesticides and all that stuff it's through my comic book and stuff. And then my come to find out that my artist is a fourth-generation cotton farmer. So it was uh, uh, an interesting thing that here he was doing this art knowing that, you know, he's a cotton farmer. so his family makes their living. But if they could grow hemp and so... <clears throat> that one was released in 2010, but what's neat about the first comic book that was released in 2010 is there anybody 
that has heard of the band Guar. I've heard of it. It's like a like a metal yes. band, right? Yes, absolutely. I've yeah, real heavy metal. They like cut you, each other's arms. Henry, off you you lived with them for a little bit, didn't you? They're on they're on the uh, Bam Margera show when that used to be on, right? That could that could be that could be. And how about uh, a band called Green Jelly, Green Jello? No, nah, I haven't heard about that one. I haven't heard of they them either. They did a song, uh, a song called Little Pig, Little Pig, Let Me In. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. I am familiar with the song. Yes. They had okay, so I lived with them in Hollywood. The guy that created the band Guar, again, people that aren't into rock, doesn't matter, but for Guar fans, I guess it's a pretty amazing thing. And the gentleman that created the band Guar created a puppet for me, and we called him Reefer B. Hemp. That's the name that came up. Reefer, get it? Reefer B. Hemp. Cannabis and hemp are the same thing, so my sidekick's called Reefer B. Hemp. And, uh, and it's not the same thing we all understand. That was in the beginning of the name. So with the puppet, and then he did the cover of the comic book in 2010, and... Uh, uh, then my t- Tucker took over and we decided we wanted to do a story ourselves because the first one had a little bit of guarness in it so it was a little bit sexier than I was really trying to uh, uh, be but it's a good comic book I mean I'm, I'm proud I, I'm in a comic book but Mike Tucker did the next two so he did everything he's inked them colored them and all of them it's uh, number one and it's called Attack of Spider Mite Men and in it uh, it talks about how maybe there's possible dark entities beyond our planet that are trying to manipulate our world through maybe governments. And and uh, they realize that the hemp plant can help save the planet and it enlightens people and educates people and heals people. And they need people to be sick for the dark energy that they need required, to, you know, and... So it's kind of about that, and uh, some might say that it calls out the Illuminati, the New World Order. It's got chemtrails, aliens, reptilians in it. So basically when I was creating, I was talking to him about it, everything, because it was being thought of before 2012. So I said, basically, let's kind of tie all the things into the, that are 2012 conspiracy theories and tie the plant into it and just kind of tie it all around, and let's make it kind of fun, And because I really like the TV show Ancient Aliens and stuff like that, and I possibly could maybe believe all that. I don't know what is real. I don't know what is, what isn't, except for what I experienced. And uh, so uh, then we got the next one, which just came out a week ago, and it's issue number two, and it's called Spirit of the Hemp. And uh, Henry Hemp gets into politics in this one, and then kind of – they go through some more conspiracies and things, and uh, you just got to get it. You got to buy the first one and read it and get the stories. They're just cool and badass. The artwork's just awesome amazing, and they're just kind of fun. And if anything, if anything, if anything, just think of what was Spider-Man 1 or Superman 1, what are those things worth? And just for the fact that I guess I'll toot my own horn, I don't know how to – I'm not meaning to, but because I've been Picture of the Week in Time, I've been in Business Week, Rolling Stone, I've been on the front of the China Post, I've been on the front of the Hindu News, the LA Times, Seattle Times. A month and a half ago, I was on the front page of the business section, 8 by 10 picture in the Las Vegas newspaper. Uh, and this, all of those are with the Henry Hemp hat on. And uh, so I think that's why at least the comic books will be collectibles, uh, just because here's this crazy guy with a hat who did all these weird things and he's got a comic. But uh, right. it'll, it's, uh, the first one is a prequel, and then we got number one, number two, and number three will release in December, and it's a three-series comic book. So cool. there's really four. There's a prequel, but then one, two, and three. All right, so uh, Damon, let's bring you back on here for a little bit. Um, you got any questions for Henry? Um, or why don't you go ahead and ask him some questions if you got any? Um, and then we're going to take a break in about five minutes. Um, so let's see what you got. Well, Henry, how's it out? How's it out in Hollywood right now? Like what's the weather like? Oh my God. It's so warm and hot today. It's like 80 degrees. Well, I live in a town of Michigan and we just had freezing rain all day and it's snowing tomorrow. Awesome. So if we got it together. It'd be like perfect weather. No, nah, it's actually kind of crappy. <sighs> freezing rain. Man, uh, you need some rain, though, and you need a little bit of cold, right? No? It's rained for two weeks straight. I don't need any more rain than I already got. 
Yeah, I lived in Washington State, and it rains like nine months out of the year up there. And uh, oh, and to follow up, because it wasn't raining today, and it was sunny, which gave me the opportunity to go to my first comic book store and see if they would maybe carry it. And so we went to the famous comic book store on La Brea and Melrose and Hollywood, and the Golden Apple is officially now carrying the Henry Hemp comic book. And after 420 sometime in a couple weeks, uh, we're going to do a signing there. What are you going to be doing for 420? Uh, 420, we're going to be rocking Denver, Colorado, the 420 Rally. I've been asked I'll be there sharing a booth with uh, Celebration Pipes, which is a handmade lava stone gold-plated pipe. It takes two weeks to make each one, made from Hawaii. They've offered for me to be there. We'll be right next to the main stage at the 420 Rally uh, there in Denver. And, and, uh, hey, I want, I want one of those. Day, hey, hey whoa, 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 whoa. How do, I, how do I get one of those? Hold on a minute. I want one of those. It just You just, like, made me start, like, salivating and, like, whatever. So what lava stone you polished gold? You can go to celebrationpipes.com. To, to get, and his name's Steve. He hand makes them all. He was in the very first issue of High Times. All right, celebrationpipes.com. Uh, all right, sorry, continue. Yeah, and they, they just did their, this is their 40th anniversary, and it's the, uh, oh, something green. Uh, they're amazing. Very earthy. It's for people that enjoy earthy tasting, and they're nearly indestructible. You know, you're supposed to be like slam it against the brick wall a couple times, and then uh, but they're an amazing because of the lava stone. So the whole pipe part is lava stone, and then the bowl is uh, uh, dips, and they have a uh, I don't know seven, eight different colors available, and then it has a uh, uh, fourteen karat gold dripped on it. What is your What is your favorite way to Way to like smoke. I mean, like bowls, bombs, joints, blunts. I mean, personally, I'm a blunt guy. I like to smoke blunts and joints. I I don't know. There's yeah, something I don't smoke about cigarettes. So I don't like the tobacco the tobacco feeling when I smoke a blunt. Like me myself, but anything that you do, people that like tea, they ain't gonna drink no coffee. Coffee doesn't taste like tea, and I'm a coffee drinker. I like coffee. I like coffee so, uh, but I think my it, the, the 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 tobacco part it gives me a taste with the cannabis. I I personally don't enjoy the mix. Nowadays I've been able to turn it down where I used to not. I would just play it, but now I'm like I really don't like how I'm gonna feel later if I smoke a blunt. But my favorite way is I I really love a bong. I I, I love a bong. I love a big coke. I I I was for a while. I I just recently uh forfeited my percentage of the company. I just have my own things going on here and too many irons in the fire. But uh, 420 Football, I was the spokesperson for. It's the world's first uh, Medicaid smoking sport. We did it for the last five years. People created it, brought me out as the spokesperson. And so being the spokesperson of a bong toking game, and that's how the game was played, is you take your bong toke, hold it in, however long you hold it in, how many yards you go down the field. But if you cough before you blow out the smoke, you fumble the ball. Oh, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, they're doing it now. I think it's called Chronic Football. They're doing a, their own version of it out in Colorado. And the NFL sent us cease and desist letters and made us change the logo. And, Is that the 420 uh, Football League you're talking about? Yeah, the 420 Football League. All yeah, right. I used to be well, their spokesperson and had a part of the company, but I, I stepped away from it. We got to go uh, to a uh, quick focused on the boat. We got to go to a quick break here. Um, Damon, I would like to thank you to be being on with us this evening. Henry, um, hang on a minute uh, for the break. I'll be back with you when we get back to the show. Damon, again, thanks for being co-host tonight. Appreciate you being here. Um, no problem. And uh, we're going to take Damon, a quick... Damon, you did an amazing job, and thanks for your interactions today, man, and good luck on getting the job. We're going to take a quick thanks, break, too. and uh, we'll be back more with uh, some more Henry Hem when we get back. Uh, to visit, to uh, learn more about Henry Hemp, go to the magical world of Henry Hemp at www.henryhemp.com. We'll be back with Cannabis Network Radio in just a few minutes. All 
All right, we're back with Cannabis Network Radio. I'd like to thank Damon, uh, who is our intern slash co-host slash uh, newbie trial person, whatever the case is. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, we have Henry Hemp on with us live this evening. Um, I, and apparently he just medicated. Um, but while we're going ahead and talking about, uh, we left off talking about 420, so I want to just uh, mention World Cannabis Week. Uh, we'll offer visitors a unique 420 experience that includes the Denver 420 Rally, 420 Concerts, the High Times Cannabis Cup, workshops that include hash making, cannabis cooking, and cultivation. World Cannabis Week is going to be in Colorado over the 420 holiday from April 17th to the 21st. For more information and tickets, visit worldcannabisweek.com. So uh, we're talking with uh, Henry Hemp. If you want to know what he's all about, you can visit his website at www.henryhemp.com. So we were talking briefly. You said you're going to be in Denver. Um, for briefly. For, I don't talk briefly. <laughs> well, briefly, briefly, we were talking about 420. So yeah, we were briefly talking about 420. You said you're going to be in Denver. I'm going to be in Denver. Um, which concert are you going? Or are you going to be at the rally? Are you going to any of the concerts? Well, I tend to not plan out life too much. I tend, tend to just get in the car and show up, and I let the universal flow go because of the fact for me on my journey, the hat, I get stopped in so many places. So any yeah. place I actually, if I think I got some timeline and I'm really going to get there, I'm not. Okay. So I realize most of them, I just kind of show up and have fun. But I'll be in the Celebration Pipes booth. Sorry. Next to the main stage at the 420 rally, I'll be able to well, get my you, Henry well, you Hemp definitely have well, there. And... Well, you have my number, so definitely give me a call, and uh, you know. We'll... Well, I'm hit, hitting up all the people to figure out where the best parties is. You know, you got my number. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. If, uh, you know where the good parties are. You hit me up. Of course, I know where the good parties are. So uh, yeah. I have a, a a friend that's coming from the UK that's gonna hang with me on this journey. So I'm just trying to show him. A, cool good time this hemp is flying out that's and, the smart uh, thing to do. so yeah and uh grandpa's watching baby so it will be a weekend where baby free weekend party on party on for sure so i i remember i remember those days when you know we had the toddler and as much fun as they are it is nice to go ahead and be able to give it to the grandparent give them to the grandparents every now and again that that is <laughs> that, is, that is for sure um Henry, have you heard about uh, crypto camo at all? Say that again. Have you ever heard of a thing, a product line called crypto camo? Crypto camo. No, haven't. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to let you know what crypto camo does. So, whatever they actually make this uh, camouflage that is designed from pot leaves, and like people that are into the whole uh, camouflage thing, they can you know get like camo that's pot leaf camo and uh it's kind of cool um they supported the cannabis information network and they support the weed not greed tour um and we're supporting them here on cannabis network radio so uh definitely check out crypto camo for sure at cryptocamo.com it's pretty well, henry cool wants to support crypto camo i need some camos to put on his henry Hemp. <laughs> that'd be cool I think so. Check it out. Spread the word. Cryptocamo.com. It's pretty cool. We'll definitely send you. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you out some stuff from them. I got a couple T-shirts and some bandanas and some koozies and whatnot. I'll put a. I'll put a care package together for you and, and send it out to you so you can rock some crypto camo gear for sure. So, uh, whatever. Awesome. Um. So. I know that you that you make your way around to so many things, and I think the first time I actually met you in person was in 2010, I do believe it was, in Washington, D.C. on 420. I think we have a picture of you and I uh, together right in front of the White House, if I remember correctly. Um, 2011. Is it 2011? Is that when it was? Yeah, it's 2013 now, so it's, yeah, 2000. Time flies as you get older. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've noticed that. <laughs> my hair goes, my hair goes gray, or I should say, my hair gets, my, my, my lose my hair, my beard goes gray, and uh, you know, time flies. I guess that's what that's what happens. Um, yeah, it's kind of like I, I still remember back when you were just talking about 
you know, how uh, Miss Hemp was expecting baby Zena. And now she's what? How old is she now? She will be two next month. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> it, f- it seems like yesterday. Yeah, she was, she like was yesterday. born uh, on Mother's Day. Wow. How perfect. 2011. Yep. How perfect is that? How perfect is that? So, uh, oh, and I was I was leading the Million Marijuana March down Crenshaw Boulevard, the Million Marijuana March that 300 cities around the world were participating in. I was leading the one down Crenshaw Boulevard while she was in labor. Yeah, well, you know. Listen, you well, know. we talked about it. She said, oh, I can have oh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> you already had it planned. Yeah. You yeah. got to go. <laughs> so, so I went. And I made it back in time, and there you go. I'm sure. I'm sure she wasn't happy about waiting for you. <laughs> uh, sure, she had her aunt and her mom and stuff there, and that's right. I uh, fell. I fell asleep. But then the baby, but then the baby wasn't uh, coming out, and yeah. she wasn't getting because you can't go to the hospital until your four centimeters dilated. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, they were looking up online, like, how do you make this happen? And yeah. one of the things was is that you uh, you make love yes. again. Yes, you and, know, uh, that works, yeah, doesn't it? something about once you, it releases some extra and it, works. And it makes the cat so... It works. Um, I know yeah. It works. yeah, it works. It I works. helped make that happen. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Miss Hemp, she's yep. really proud of the story. She actually, every dinner, that's why I'm doing it on the radio now. I'm getting her back because every dinner we have, anytime she talks to anybody, she talks to This is going to be on iTunes. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. It took me a minute. <laughs> but uh, no, for anybody out there, if you're in a situation that your lady is not getting to the dialogue like she needs to, make love to her again. Yeah, well, I, I concur. I mean, granted, it was my ex-wife many, many years ago, but I remember she was in labor for, it seemed like, forever till finally she kind of grabbed me and said, all right, we're going to go ahead and try this. And uh, lo and behold, it, it actually worked, you know. It worked, so. yeah. And, yeah, I actually fell asleep while my uh, firstborn was being was being born. I was in the room, but I fell asleep. I was tired. You know, <laughs> you know it, was, it was like three uh, – it was a three-day ordeal that I got no sleep and, you know. Whatever. Yeah, but you know how it goes. I mean, I feel I'm not. I'm not taking away. I know. I know it's not a tough job for us, really. It's just a lot of stress. I think stress is, is is definitely up there with with something that makes your life a little crazy. But uh, you know, we move on. It's so, all it's all perception. So I yeah. know, and even when people are joking and everything, it's not like all the things that people talk about the bad things. And maybe it's just because I just see the brighter side of life so all those bad things people are always complaining about with the baby i i just don't experience those all i experience is really joy and happiness and if i could treat the rest of the world like i treat my child meaning i treat her with unconditional love i don't hit her i don't spank her i don't do the best way it's the best way to treat everybody passionate towards her how can i help you honey if she's just getting no and throwing something down well me as an adult i get frustrated sometimes like i gotta walk away from a conversation and i have too much passion going in they don't have the ability to articulate things like us they want to say the words they're just frustrated speaking of, speaking of which really compassion with our children and so i guess because i'm able to look at it in a much more speaking I, know, I just all those things it's fun to me i i get it i climb in the crib with her and lay there you know whatever she needs don't her. crawl in the crib for too much that's not going to be good because you'll break it and then like it just won't be pretty and then you'll just have to get another <laughs> one so uh you might want to cut back I'm on this little guy that's it's, probably it's, why i get away with especially it. especially as she's growing you know it's it's not even a matter of yeah. size it's just the weight <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. you know they, they grow pretty quick and they put in a lot of weight it'll kind of suck if one day you crawled in the crib and all went like that it wouldn't be fun it'll kind of be probably but uh my off-putting. theory too is for the parents that Instead of using pharmaceuticals that can mess with your system and make you angry and you'll yell at your kid for spilling the milk, if you use some cannabis, that better medicine, that natural medicine, you'll get in the milk and play with the kid with the milk. You're like, oh, look at the bottle, yay! So same thing happened. you got to clean it up. Why yell at them about it? Pick it up, clean it up. I don't know. But again, it's just my way of thinking. Most people don't think how I think, and that would go along with, like, why there's lots of friction when I have conversations with people because I'm always trying to share enlightenment with right. people and I just have to go back to boop, boop, and I just share lots of boats. I try not to 
I try not to talk too much, but obviously that doesn't work well. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I remember one thing kind of similar to the story of, of taming children is, uh, if I remember correctly, back at the uh, 420 Fest. I don't know if you remember this or not. Do you remember that, that crazy guy that was in D.C. At, that came up and started saying, you dummies, um, whatever, why are you using drugs, you dummies, you know, whatever, and just started that whole yeah, it's thing? Yeah, it's one of my more watched videos. There's actually a because my camera guy was there. Right, yeah, I, so I was, I was standing on the side of that whole thing also. And, you know, for those of you who haven't seen the YouTube video, definitely check it out. But this guy was, like, anti-drugs. He was, like, shouting over everyone. Like, you know, people were starting to get a little agitated by him. And, you know, Henry goes right over to this guy. And, like, of course, we'd, like, kind of corral him a little bit. So it's not like we're completely innocent of the whole thing. Kind of corral him into this box. And, uh, you know, Henry's sitting there talking to this guy. And I think by the time by the time the conversation was over, the dude was wearing a shirt and he was like, you know, taking pictures with us and everything. Yeah, he came so. back and asked for one of our. Uh, he goes, "Can I get one of your guys' shirts?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, when you, even though I'm passionate, like people are going, like, "Oh, quit preaching, preach." I'm just passionate. It's not. It's not preaching. People say the same thing to me too. Sometimes. It's not preaching. It's educating uh, people because you never yeah, know. Yeah, just sharing truth, and I'm back. Yeah. To, it's just truth. It's like I don't. I mean, it's not preaching. That's what, it's truth. That's yeah. what ignorance is or stupid is, is when you see the truth and you still choose not to believe it. I don't know why people well, continue to do that because, like, well, but I've believed this for these 30 years, and if I let it know it was a lie, I would believe So what? Just, hey, oh, my God, that was all. Oh, my, oh my goodness, he's, hyper, he's hyperventilating. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what it is. I think... It's so, no, not really. I it, pretend that I well, think I might. It's a, no, it's a, really. it's society. Well, it's society, unfortunately, um, because because from somebody who has lived in Florida and lived on the East Coast, you know, my whole life, where cannabis is definitely not has not. I mean, now more recently, it's starting to perk up. Has not been widely accepted. Um, and you have the people that literally believe the propaganda and the brainwashing that's out there, um, and and they just refuse to like acknowledge the reality of it, regardless of what what you give them. You know, like my parents for a long time were the same way. You know, my dad always was like. Um, I need proof. I need proof. I sent you a link to this doctor, to this thing. You know, it's like, what more proof do you need? Like, like, what more do you need? What can I give you? Like, what, what can I prove? They're like, to you? it's just you know? something that's just written down. What is it? How is this proof? Because yeah. what somebody wrote it down. So I the proof is the proof is in the people, as far as I'm concerned. Again, we're showing that things are fabricated all the time. So, but there's so much now, and it's like. Where where do you think? Let me uh, ask this. Where do you think California is? Not just one place to get the information anymore. So it's like. And I, I like to point people to Ricky Simpson's video, Run From the Cure. Oh, yeah. Great, great, Probably one great of the best video. of the best. Yeah, yeah. Run the, From the Cure is a great You know, it's one that kind of got me, yeah. you know, So Calif California, how, when do you think, uh, how soon do you think legal, full legalization in the in the Colorado slash Washington module will happen? I'm surprised that, you know, California hasn't become legal. I guess a lot of people are, but. You know, I guess it is what it is. It's all politics, right? It, it always is. It it's always all politics. is. politics. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We keep trying. We're uh, shooting for the Jack Hare Initiative in 2016, I think. Yeah. 2014. Sorry, 2014. 2014, yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, because I'll tell you, I, I stand by this motto, you know, you know, I'm going to take my medicine. That's just the way it's going to be, <laughs> you know, and no, no one's going to tell me otherwise, Um, and, and that's just... And that's no one has that right to do that, and that's where I stand. Well, on, I think that's well, so, yeah. Those are all those so. things again. That's like legal uh, or not, I'm gonna smoke it. That's the ballet of life. Because when we say, well, nobody has the right to say that. Well, yeah. sure, people actually have the right to say whatever they want. Then it's up to you not to allow their noises and sounds that they make. This is how I approach stuff now. Anytime people say things they don't like, well, those are interesting noises and sounds they're making. They're not words anymore. I'm not hearing the words that they're saying. I don't let those words have meaning to me because especially if it's idiocy. Right. I try to just, ah, noises and sounds. Those, and those, I don't those get idiosyncrasies. And that's are, what 
Those idiosyncras those idiosyncrasies are all over the place. So you know, with so sure. many with so many different things, and and I know from from being an advocate as well, you know, sometimes it really gets frustrating when you know you have people and it's like, all right, well, you know, there's a million people out there, if not more, that are you know going ahead and saying this has cured me, this has helped me, this has moved me on, this has you know made me progress positively in my life and you know everyone's like oh no it it doesn't work or people are high or it's going to get you crazy or it's going to this or it's going to that you know that's why it's so important for me to go ahead and like you know educate people on uh how important you know and it's um, the the the, ba- the ballet of doing it and not forcing it because if you have to force the people then it's not really being accepted oh no 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 it's so not forcing it's educating and as people tell i guess you hear it i hear it um you know we're not preaching to people like that's not that's not what we're doing when we go ahead and and start talking about it's you know it's perceived that way at times it, I, I understand maybe it's because of the energy and how i perceive yeah. it you know i again you go back and watch that video uh where i'm talking to that guy in uh in front of the white house uh you know i'm, I'm passionate i'm passionate yeah, about i that. i i understand i can relate cuz and preaching i think is maybe when people just well, that's preaching. Well, no, it just means you don't. No, agree we're with just what we're I'm just saying. we're just educating passionately. We're not we're not preaching. And you know what? Honestly, if you're preaching right, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a bad thing. Let people listen. Let people listen. Um, so we're gonna wrap up the show. Um, and Henry, I do appreciate you being on this evening. Thank you so so much. Yeah. Um, people check out his website, henryhemp.com. We will definitely love to have you on another show, um, at some point in time, and also have Miss Hemp on. Maybe you guys can do a show together. Um, well, we'll be in touch and hopefully I will see you next week in Denver. And, uh, thank you very much for being on the show, Henry. And I hope you have a wonderful night and, uh, some BOP coming your way. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show and we'll stay in touch. Uh, probably hit you up in like a week while we're in Denver. Sounds great. Have a good night, Henry. All right, man. Hey, everybody, everybody that's listening, I'm going to give you your own personal boat today. 90 seconds. Hold the positive energy. Go wish. Peace and love, everybody. Good night. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Cannabis Network Radio. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. Tonight has been a awesome show um, a lot of information um henry hemp thank you so much and our uh intern or tryout co-host damon thanks for being on um well we are still in florida and uh, i definitely do need to plug the florida cannabis action network um they are the action behind cannabis legalization in the sunshine state to see how you can make a difference visit flcan.org um this is a much longer show than I typically have. I thank everyone for being with us tonight. Uh, we have next week we'll be broadcasting live from Denver. Um, I have no idea who's going to be on the show, but I will be remote, and uh, Ed and Justin will be here in Command Central, running the show. Um, and I'll have surprise guests for sure. Who knows what's going to be? And there's a possibility we may have 420 weekend broadcasts and all kinds of stuff. I will let everyone know what's going on about that. Um, the next few days on Facebook and on the website and all that jazz. Um, I thank you all for uh, listening in this evening and uh, peace and love to everybody out there. Um, smoke some good bud and have a good night. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Network Radio. This is David. Have a good night.